greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Welcome back to Winds of Change. I'm your host and Bible teacher, Keith McKenzie. This is Genesis chapter 4. Today we're going to be highlighting the prototype of a righteous man, Abel. Last week we talked about his brother Cain, uh, the prototype of the unrighteous man or the unbeliever who pretends to be religious but is really self-righteous, self-willed, and decides that they're going to come their own way. And as we wrapped up last week, I was reminded about how Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, a lot of people don't like that exclusive message, all right? But to those of us who are being saved, all right, Jesus is the good shepherd, okay? And, and he was speaking in, in uh, the Gospel of John to the religious leadership. I want you to understand that here in, in Genesis chapter 4, we're highlighting uh, last week, Cain's religious observant was self-willed, hypocritical, and codified in the New Testament as calling it as a religious apostate defection from the truth. He knew the truth, all right? but he decided to come his own way. In this, I was reminded of this, that Jesus, okay, we're gonna talk about Abel, but here Jesus, after um, calling the religious leaders of his day blind, okay, says uh, in, in uh, John chapter 10, verse seven, it says right here, uh, let's back up and, and go to verse one. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way. Remember like Cain? Cain decided he was coming his own way, okay? But Jesus is the good shepherd. He's the one that was being modeled. He's the foreshadow way back in Genesis chapters 3 and 4 is the coming seed, the Messiah, the promised one. So right here, Jesus is, is uh, elaborating this to, to the religious people of his day. And he says, if anyone uh, climbs in, uh, doesn't enter the sheepfold by the door, because Jesus is the door, he's the way to come in, that tabernacle, remember there's a door, a gate, and they come in, okay? And he says, but they climb up some other way over the, over the fence, and he says, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, we know this thief and a robber is, is uh, the, the, the devil is called a thief and a robber. He comes to, to steal, kill, and destroy. Verse 2, but he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. All right. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out, and he brings his own sheep, and, and he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, and for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. That's very interesting if you've ever noticed uh, and, and heard about how uh, sheep uh, follow the shepherd. 
and they actually know their voice and even if you have a couple of flocks together and they split and, and the sheep will follow the voice of their shepherd. They won't follow a stranger. And that's what Jesus is saying to us as believers. He says, my sheep know my voice. And that's what God's word is. God's word is his voice to believers today. Okay? So when we begin to understand his word, we begin to hear his voice. We begin to understand what he has for us. And it says, verse 7, Then he said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, and all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. Remember, these are the guys who are coming in another way. All right? It says, But the sheep did not hear them. And I am the door, and if anyone enters by me, okay, that's faith in Christ alone, okay? That's what Genesis chapter 4 is. That's why Abel's offering was righteous. Remember we read that last week in Hebrews chapter 11? Okay, God testifying that he was righteous. That's because he did it by faith. And it says, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. And I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Now that's awesome. But that's not what Cain did. Cain decided, remember, he was going to come and offer up his own thing. So that's what Abraham offered, um, believed God. Remember Genesis uh, chapter 15, verse 6? He came and he offered by he believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Abel, okay, our, our hero in this story, he does what's right, all right? And in, in the righteous, you'll see, is a theme that runs through the whole Bible, okay? Genesis chapter 12, all the way to almost the second to last chapter, you're going to see this, this enmity, Remember that warfare that we talked about in Genesis chapter 3? How God said, I'm going to put enmity between your seed, okay, the serpent, meaning the children of the devil, and the children of, you know, the righteous, the, 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 the Messiah, all right? And all those who would believe in him and who would live righteously and godly. Jesus said, for all those who want to live godly, Okay, and the Apostle Paul says, those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And so we see here in Genesis chapter 4 that Cain rises up, okay, and murders his brother because he's jealous. All right? He's jealous, and, and, and you'll, you'll still see this today, that there's people who, who fight and bicker, uh, in churches and in in different denominations fight in bicker and different religions fight in bicker all right and it's because they're jealous and they envy and they 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 covet you know um, the 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 esteem or the the praise of men i mean it's different for for everybody but what we want to do is concentrate here on our prototype of the righteous man. That's Abel. Now, Abel, as we read before in, in Hebrews uh, 11, and if you weren't with us last week, I'll go ahead and read that again uh, for you in uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Okay. We have 
verse 1, says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, so hope isn't what we see. Okay, hope is... And it says here, it's the evidence. And unless you're a believer, I mean, I, I don't even know how to intimate uh, what, what faith is and, and how it, it makes your spirit leap, you know, when, when you, you read something and, and, and God speaks to you through his word and, and you just, ooh, you know, he gives you uh, strength and confidence in his word because what he's saying is working, coming to pass in your life. It's bringing fruit in your life, and it's giving you understanding. It's giving you light. Like the psalmist said, your word is a lamp under my feet. It helps us to understand what's going on. There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now. The Middle East is unraveling as we you know, do this. We have all kinds of problems in, in our country. We have mortgage crisis, bank crisis. We have government vacuum of leadership crisis. I mean, there are crises upon crisis upon crisis, not to mention the natural calamities that just seem to, you know, hit one region after another. There's no break. And, and a, a believer has peace in the midst of this because he knows what's going on by reading his Bible, all right? He has peace, because by faith we understand. We know this is all working according to God's plan, way more than what we can get into in this uh, half-hour show. It says, for by it, verse 2, the elders obtained a good testimony, that's faith. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. That's because he did it by faith. Through which it says God, all right, God obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts that though it, he being able, okay, being dead, still speaks. So, we have that right there in, in Genesis, I mean, sorry, Hebrews chapter 11. But what is righteousness? Righteousness, as we've talked about here and with Abraham, it's believing and counting uh, on God to do what he said he was going to do. That when we believe God is able, okay, to do what he said, we take him at his word, all right? And my, I got a friend... Uh, John Waller that does, uh, he, he's a, mu a musician, and he's just come out with a wonderful new album called As For Me and My House, and he's got a song on there that just, it just keeps playing in my head, that you just take him at his word, and, and everything is yea and amen in God, and God will uh, change your heart and your life the way you think that you'll start to want the things that God wants because those are righteous things. Righteousness means doing what's right, all right? And so we, <laughs> Cain was trusting in his own works, okay? Cain was 
a works-based guy. He thought that he could do what he wanted to do to be right before God. Religion, okay, says you got to do this, you got to do that, you have to go through this program, you have to do these sacraments, you have to do this, you know, you need to do this. Religion says do. Jesus says done, okay? He paid for everything on the cross, okay? So Christ paid for everything on the cross. So how does this, how does this salvation experience, and, and if you've ever heard of people getting saved, what does it mean to be saved? Now, we, okay, as, and, and some people think also that grace is also a, a, um, a New Testament concept. It's not. Grace is all the way back to Adam and Eve. By grace, God, you know, covered them. All right? By grace, God allowed them not to eat from the tree of life, that they would live forever as sinners, and then they would be eternally separated from God. So by grace, God kept them from that. By grace, God gave them the sacrificial system so that they would understand. By grace, God gave them the promise of the Messiah that would come and destroy the works of the devil, okay? Because the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's his MO, his modus operandi, that is still working in full force today. But we have three stages to salvation. Let's go, while we're thinking about this, let's go to Romans chapter 3. We're probably going to do this a lot. The uh, Apostle Paul spends the first couple of chapters making an airtight argument that all of humanity is sinned. The, the religious, the, the pagan, and the secular man, everybody is all, you know, even those people who have never heard uh, of, of religion or anything like that, their conscience bears witness with them, conscience meaning with knowledge. So when we sin, we always sin with knowledge. That's what uh, psychologists uh, call a guilt complex. That's your conscience. God gave that to you. It's like an internal compass to tell you right, wrong, and, and we know that. And so that's the law of God written on our heart that's our conscience. But the Apostle Paul says by Romans chapter 3, he says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now sin actually is an archery term that means to fall short of the target. You're shooting at the target. God requires perfection, a bullseye, and all of us, we all fall short. Actually, in the, the uh, Torah, the Old Testament, uh, Torah means to teach, and it actually implies that it's to point, how to hit the mark, how to get the bullseye. And so there's so much richness here in God's Word. And spend time reading God's word, and, and you'll be in the in faithful like like Abraham, faithful Abraham, Abel. You'll 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 be listed in the Lamb's Book of Life when you get saved. So what's going on with the saved? Let's let's um, 
talk about here. He talks, the Apostle Paul here in Romans, we'll, we'll go to um, verse 19, all right? This is right after the Apostle Paul says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Verse 19, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to that who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped. That's because we're all guilty. We're all guilty of breaking God's law, his Ten Commandments. If you haven't gone to our website and, and taken the test and, and see if how you do uh, in light of God's Ten Commandments, um, I got a zero. It says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, okay, that's works, deeds, okay, that's what Cain tried to do. He says, uh, of the law, no flesh shall be justified in his sight, okay, that's God's sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So now that we know I can't do a hundred through the center of town, and if there was nothing, no... Uh, posted speed limit, I could do a buck right by the uh, police station if it wasn't posted. But because it's posted, I would be in transgression of the law and I would be guilty. Okay? So verse 21 says, but now, okay, the righteousness of God apart, that means uh, uh, separate from, from the law, is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets, that's the Old Testament, Okay, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference, okay? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace. Ah, mm, I love that. The more you begin to understand this, this is awesome. Through whom the redemption, that means he bought us back from the law of sin and curse and death, all right, and separation from God, okay? He bought us back from that. And it says, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, that's being God's righteousness, because in forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his, that's God's righteousness, that he might be the just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. That's why, if you don't understand this, go and see our teaching, our four-part uh, teaching on the cross of Christ, the wisdom of the cross. Uh, God is both the just and the justifier of those who have faith in Jesus, okay? Because when Jesus went to the cross, all right, he died. He paid for my sins, your sins, the sins of the whole world. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever... Okay? That's all-inclusive. All right? Jesus is the only way that's exclusive. But Jesus says, for whoever believes that, okay, you shall be saved. But those who reject it, John goes on past John 3.16. It says the wrath of God abides on you still. It means it's already there. So God has made a way, okay, for us to get not another way. You don't want to climb in another way. That's why Jesus is the way. That's what the tabernacle represents. Okay? So we have a process here that when somebody 
comes to faith in Christ, you are justified, okay, that's what it said right here, for no flesh shall be justified by works, okay, it's by faith, faith through grace, all right, and the grace means that I didn't merit it, there's nothing I could do, all right, if I could do anything to please God, all right, like Cain thought he could do something, come his own way, all right, he didn't follow God's plan of shed blood, okay? But he came his own way, he came another way. God says, if you believe him, okay, and that's what faith is, right? Remember, accounted for righteousness when we believe and just trust in him, okay? That now, once we've believed that, we're justified by faith through grace, it's the gift of God, right? Because God says, nobody's going to boast in my presence. That's why he's both the just and the justifier. Because he did it all. It wasn't anything I bring to the table. There's nothing that you bring to the table. Okay? That's why it's by grace through faith. So when we become justified, at the moment of salvation, we are uh, legally, forensically uh, saved from the penalty of sin, which is eternal separation from God, and that's in hell. I know that's not palatable for a lot of folks, but that's the reality. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. That's what the Bible says. It says God is long-suffering, willing that none should perish. All right? But that's why... He hasn't wrapped up his plan. He has his hand outstretched still that he wants those whom he calls his sheep, okay, to come to him. Now, there's a process that happens once we become justified. You're saved, okay? You're justified. That's a legal, legally saved, all right? Your lamb's your name's inscribed in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're on your way to heaven. Now what you do, okay, if you've been sincerely changed and now you're saved, now you should do something for God, not because that's what you do to, to please God, but now because you love him and you love what he's done for you, like, like Abel, okay, we begin to... Uh, we begin to do things out of a loving and grateful heart when we understand that God took my place, okay? Like, remember Barabbas? Barabbas was uh, exonerated. He got off. Jesus went to the cross for him. He died instead of Barabbas, all right? So what happens that the second stage of salvation is sanctification, this is where we're washed and we spend time and God's word is like water for us that we wash ourselves and we renew and, um, renew and regenerate our mind to the things that God has for us, okay? And then there's the final stage that when we die and our body is uh, gathered together again with the Lord at the resurrection, we will be glorified. And that means um, the, the sanctification part means that we are being saved from, from the uh, effects of sin moment by moment, that we're able to uh,
keep setting ourselves apart, okay? As our thought life needs to change, we, we start thinking of, of what God's opinion in the Bible is. Glorification means we're actually saved from the very presence of sin. We'll be in a whole new place. And so we're going to look here that, um, let's see what our notes have. But in, in Genesis chapter 4, remember how it said in uh, verse 10 that the voice of your brother's blood cries out from the grave. Now that's, that's pretty heavy. But I want to go over, since we're running out of time, uh, how, how the righteous uh, King David, who... Um, you know, God says that uh, he's a man after my own heart. And, and when you understand, as we talked about earlier, okay, how David um, took another man's wife, um, lay with her, had, had an adulterous uh, relationship with her, and conceived a child, conspired to try and get the, the husband of that other man uh, to come home and lay with his wife so that he would think that that was his child when he wouldn't do it because he was more righteous than David, all right, that David, okay, conspired to have him murdered to cover up his sin, all right? And he did that. And God challenged David about that, and it tore David up, all right? His conscience was bugging him big time, all right? So out of that redemptive process, that, that grace, okay, that, that God offers, okay, and he offers it to everybody freely, all right, but we resist. Our human nature resists that, proving that we are fallen. So Psalm 51 Verse 1, it says, Have mercy upon me, O God. Now, if you're, you know, feeling a tug of the Holy Spirit, you feel um, a, a conviction about your life, that you're not living for God, that you want to get right with God, this is a psalm, a prayer uh, that you can pray to invite God to come into your heart and cleanse you. Listen to how, how King David put it. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. That's God is merciful. That's part of God's very character and nature, that he's merciful. David says, blot out my transgressions. That's his sins. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And God did that through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. For I acknowledge my transgressions. That's you know, repenting, that's acknowledging that you're a sinner, which Cain did not, and Abel did. And my sin is always before me against you, being God, and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Because God sees everything. He sees our heart. He sees our thought life. It says, against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge because God judges sin. He does. 
He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The God who judged sin in the Old Testament, that's the God of the New Testament. He judges sin. That's why he put his judgment on Jesus on the cross. And it says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth on the inward part. That's what God wants from us. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones that you have broken. All right, that's the way he felt. Rejoice. You will rejoice when God comes into your life and his Holy Spirit begins to fill you when you trust that Jesus died for your sins. My name's Keith McKenzie. This is Winds of Change. We'll see you next week. God bless. That's a wrap for session 17 in our discipleship series. And that song that you hear at the end of these episodes now is from our uh, friend John Waller. And that song, As For Me and My House, is a free download at his website, which is johnwallermusic.com. Uh, check him out, give him some love, and uh, check out the rest of his album. It actually has risen to be one of my favorite albums, and it's not yet in stores, but it should be available probably about the time that you're uh, seeing this. But anyway, if you want to stay up to date with the ministry, you can find us at www.amos, that's A-M-O-S, the number's 37.com, so it looks like amos37.com. And uh, you can give us some love over there on Facebook, uh, get in part of the forums, and you can stay up to date with these audio teachings through our iTunes account. So go ahead and uh, subscribe to that and stay up to date as these series keep coming. Pray for the ministry. We love uh, teaching the Word of God, and we will see you next time. God bless.